for me to do that, I need to understand the framework. If I don't know it, I can't ask it. So that's where I think the mental framework and the high level, because the grunt work is getting taken out of things, but the high level thinking is going to become more and more important. Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm Samantha Riley, authority positioning strategist for coaches and experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley, and today we are going to dive deep down the AI rabbit hole. This is such a hot topic and we're going to talk specifically about how to book your calendar out with emails. Now, this is a funny story about how I booked Scott. So Scott Bywater is who I've joined or asked to join us for today's episode. And I'm on his email list. He sent an email. I was like, that is such a good email. And I just hit reply within about five seconds of a ping in my inbox and went, hey, do you want to come on the podcast and talk about this? So Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, it's so great to be here. Email just opens up opportunity. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, it must have been a good email. We, you've been around the block for a while. You've been in the copywriting journeys or the game since 2003. You're not one of the, the newbies. We've known each other a really long time and you're highly sought after, not just for your copywriting, but you've run the what many regard as the highest level private marketing group in Australia, Elite Marketers which I'm super proud to be part of. Yes, yes, yeah, no, ab absolutely. So let's jump in. How to book your calendar out with emails is such a big topic. Let's start right at the beginning because AI or, you know, is a huge, there's many, 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 many tools. Most people think of ChatGPT straight off the mark, but there's literally thousands of AI tools. Before we even get into the sort of the, the meat and potatoes of it, I know that there's many people listening that are saying, well, I don't really want to use AI because I don't want to lose my voice or I want to make sure that I still have my personality in my marketing. Can we start there? What do you say about that and how can we keep that personality in our marketing? Yeah, no, great, great question. And I think a lot of people have that concern. And, and I've even heard people say AI is quite mechanical, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, it doesn't sound like me. It doesn't have my personality, et cetera, et cetera. So one of the things that I found that works really well for both having your voice, but also for getting your knowledge across, because I know a lot of your audience would be knowledge type workers, is using combining ChatGPT with otter.ai. So what you can do is you can do a, you know, like even on your, straight into your phone, you can talk it into your phone or you can talk it into a microphone like we're doing now, and it goes directly into otter.ai. Then you can take that transcript from ChatGPT and say something like, act like a world-class copywriter, act like a, you know, a, a leadership coach, and use this transcript as a foundation to write this email. And it will then take that transcript and turn it into a really powerful email as such. Then that's your knowledge. It's your voice coming through. The other thing you can do is give it like a sense of a tone of your previous 
previous emails you've written, mm -hmm. previous copy you've written. So it sort of understands the way you talk and your your vibe, so to speak. So mm -hmm. it can be very it can be very powerful from that perspective. I mean, I've I've got a client he's got quite a big personality and I put his Instagram in there and sometimes chat GPT says you can't do it, but mm -hmm. I can assure you it did. And it would start to write like him and he's very different in terms of the way he communicates than, than I am. So it's, mm -hmm. it's very powerful from that perspective. I've also used it for upgrading copy. Like I've had a, had a client he said, oh, this, the copy is not bad, but we want it to be more Mercedes. We, we want it to appeal to a higher leverage client. So then you can take that same copy and upgrade it to be Mercedes level. So it starts to use a different type of wording and a type of language and mm. that sort of thing. I've done a similar thing with a strategy document where I took a strategy document and I said, make this sound like it's written by a McKinsey consultant. Mm -hmm. And it just took the languaging to a whole new level for that document. While the strategy remained the same, the the quality of it was like it was like mind blowing, right? Because it's just yeah. written to that higher level, yeah. Which would take forever to do if you were to do it if you were to do it manually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I grabbed one of my blog posts. It was quite a in-depth blog post and I popped it in and I actually got it to give me some data like what was my tone and what was my sentence structure and there was a whole heap of other things that I asked it to pull out and now when we write we actually put that in you know write to this person but using this essentially this data set and it is incredible how it can pull it out and make it sound like me because I write in very very short sentences which a lot of people don't do and it it got it right. It gets it right. And what is important about what we're talking about here is if you don't do this or the writing through ChatGPT can sound mechanical, like if you don't give it any data, it is bizarre. It's like some of the things come out of it are very, like the posts are almost like salesy. You know, it, it writes a couple of things, then it's like, buy my product. And you're like, hang on a minute. I would never say that. Yes. Yes, and you need to direct it, right? But you can mm -hmm. literally take something and like I was on an online summit recently and I did as an example, I said, you know, write this email. We did a transcript. I said, write this as an email like your Matt Fury, who's quite a funny, very entertaining email writer. And it was hilarious. You know, I, I can't even remember what the subject we were talking about is, but the email was just hilarious. So can really get tone and it doesn't mm. have to be boring, mechanical copy, so to speak. Yeah. What I did, and I'm curious if you did this too, I actually did some really crazy things, just to kind of learn the way that we could use it. So I've just looked up one of the prompts that I gave it was, please summarize the book, Little Red Riding Hood in exactly 60 words. I want it to be opinionated, strongly criticizing the book with fiery disdain in a passive-aggressive tone and spoken like a rich aristocrat. It was hilarious. It was so funny. I shared it out in my private Facebook group for my clients just to kind of show them. And we had such a great conversation off that because it really showed you sort of the extent that you could play with it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it can do some. You have to give me that prompt. That's, uh, that's <laughs> funny. 
Yeah, I was just mucking around, but it's the, I think it was the best fairy tale I've ever read. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, yes. You know, it's it's very powerful, and and I think the whole thing is because then the question becomes, what does the future hold for all of these different industries and all that sort of thing? So I know someone who's coming to the event that I'm running, like she's working on stuff where yeah, it's literally replacing. 80% of the workforce in some organizations. Mm. So then you, then you look at this as an individual, no matter what field you're in, whether you're a writer, whether you're a lawyer, whether you're a yeah, an accountant, whether you're a doctor, it doesn't matter what field you're in, it is at risk because, you know, like for example, I had someone who was going to write an affiliate contract. He got quoted $3,000. He got ChatGPT to do it. Then he ran it past someone. And it costs like five hundred dollars to get it done. So it's all of a sudden, you know, it's changing the game in that way. So then, then the question is, well, how do you overcome that, right? So Mm -hmm. because now one person can do potentially do the job of like four or five people. Mm -hmm. And my thinking is, it's being a strategic thinker number one, but number two, also looking at it from a understanding mental models because there's things Mm -hmm. I can do with copy which can make it sing. Like I can go in there and say, write it as, you know, write this webinar landing page based on Russell Brunson's perfect webinar funnel mm-hmm. or write this sales page based on this Dan Kennedy's or Gary Halbert's, you know, penny letter or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And it will do it. But for me to do that, I need to understand the framework, right? Yes. If I don't know it, I can't ask it. So let's say yep. a coder, a professional coder, is going to be able to ask very much better questions than I could ask because I don't understand coding. So mm-hmm. that's where I think the mental framework and the high level, because the grunt work is getting taken out of things, but the high level thinking is going to become more and more important. Yeah. So we need to understand the strategy, be able to create it, be more creative and give the grunt work to the AI. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I guess that's one thing that I did want to ask, you know, we're seeing lots of people in, or I am in, in some of these chat GPT groups that are saying, oh, you know, I made this much money because I created a, an online course using chat GPT and I don't know anything about this, but that's going to be very superficial and very not deep, very shallow, I guess, is where I was going because they don't understand the nuances that people like us understand and have been around the trap. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think yeah, you know, I think at the end of the day, people want an end result is what they're ultimately looking for if they're going to buy something or they're going to invest in something, right? So, and yeah, the game is, well, how do we achieve that? How do we use technology to achieve that end result and then show other people how they can do the same thing? Whereas if, if you're writing an online course and you know nothing about the subject, I mean, it could work now if you're writing something about ChatGPT, right? Probably anything would sell. But then as the hype wears off, as competition enters the market, all of those sort of things from a long-term perspective, then it's probably not going to be a long-term winner because at Mm. the end of the day, over the long-term, people always invest in, in value is what they're going to be going for. Yeah, totally. Now, right at the beginning of this interview, we talked about email. We're talking about how to get emails or how to use emails to book your calendar out. 
let's call the elephant out in the middle of the room before we even get in. Why email? Because people are talking about open rates going down and people aren't seeing my emails and emails so like 2000 and all of this kind of stuff. Obviously it's not. Can you speak to this a little bit before we jump in? Yeah. So it's a funny thing with email when you compare it with social media, right? Because email's biggest downfall or disadvantage compared with social media is it doesn't give you the dopamine hits. So mm-hmm. I can put something up on Facebook and within 10 minutes, I'm getting likes, getting comments. I feel really good about myself, right? But I'm not making any money. I might be building my brand, but it's not a revenue generator. Whereas if you look at email, like according to litmus.com, email gets a 36 to 1 ROI versus any other, you know, for every dollar that you invest. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you look at social media, it's far, far less than that. I think mm-hmm. it's like 3 to $6 according to Convince and Convert. So that's where email is so powerful. Now, the advantage is with email, like I know I've done launches with email where we brought in, you know, we've generated a million dollars plus in a week half a million dollars in a week, many six-figure launches, numerous five-figure launches all through email. So I know just how amazingly effective it is. But when I send emails on a day-to-day basis, rarely do I get comments coming back, rarely do I get much feedback at all, right? So Mm -hmm. it's very easy if you're starting on that email journey to lose hope because there's no way to like an email and even if you comment, no one's going to see it. So you've got to be really motivated to actually comment on that email. It's a different modality of communication. But that's why I love email. It's what makes the cash register ring. I mean, I'm, I'm involved in a number of summits at the moment. And they're like, you know, you, know, you need to send where a number of people are sending and promoting it. But it's all about the email because they know email is how you get action. And yeah. the other thing is it's much harder to pitch in Facebook, LinkedIn, like you can't, it's just not the right kosher. It's like going to a dinner party and starting handing out your, handing out your brochures for for your business or something. It's just not the right context. Whereas email, you've got that and you control it. So with social media, you can get knocked off social media. The algorithm Mm -hmm. can change and you can just like, you know, like you were getting all these views and now you're getting nothing like there's all you don't control it you don't yeah. own it so yeah. whereas email you're actually owning it my theory with social is trying all people off the social into your email list 100%. wherever possible you know 100 so, yeah and that's exactly what i was going to say is what a lot of people don't realize is that we're trying to get people from our social networks onto our email list and when you think about things like facebook ads what you're actually doing most of the time in our industry or our niche is that we're putting out a Facebook ad to get people to opt in. All of a sudden, it's actually the emails that are doing the conversion. It's actually not the Facebook ad. Yes. Yeah. And email is generally what does the conversion, right? Like it's the, yeah, there's a talk about sales funnels. Well, a very large percentage of those sales funnels is the email follow-up. So Mm. yeah, I've made a small fortune off email marketing and it's been my mainstay. I built my business on email marketing and so many clients, like as as recently as last month, I brought in, we ran some webinars to someone's email list and we brought in $50,000 plus and mm-hmm. not a massive email list. It might be like 8,000 or something like that in terms of numbers. 
So it's very, very leveraged. And the one thing that people might go, oh, 8,000, that's a lot. I've only got 100 people. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, like I realized that it's not the size of the list many years ago because I did a launch and after the launch, I did something that's very unusual for marketers. I actually went back and dissected my numbers, right? So there were 7,000 people that that launch went out to and 90 plus percent of my sales came from 180 paid subscribers that were on the Mm. email list. So it's not always the size of the list as it is the quality of that list. And I've, I've heard that numerous cases, particularly from people who do a lot of joint ventures and, and that sort of thing with affiliate deals with other partners. So yeah, don't think that it's a size because almost everyone who's been in business for a little while would have 100 past clients or 50 past clients who are highly valuable. And if you stay in touch with them, it's better than a fridge magnet, right? Like with a fridge magnet, we have that scenario where you had this plumber, he was awesome. And then like five years later, you're like, I can't remember what his name was. I can't remember anything. Now, had he been even just laid a fridge magnet there, you would know. But if he'd been emailing you every week, you wouldn't forget about him. And all of a sudden he's got, yeah, it's like a $2,000 job. It's just free money, no ad costs, no anything. So Mm, yeah, mm -hmm, it's very mm -hmm. powerful from that perspective. Yeah, I spoke about this with Danny Bermont in episode 465. And Danny is a, I guess, puts joint ventures together or strategic partnerships for, for coaches and consultants. And he was saying that some of their best affiliates have small lists, but they're highly engaged. So it's not the number, it's the quality of the list. And on that, the cadence of emails. Generally, it's the people that email more often, yet I'm sure you hear this too. People are afraid to email like, oh, I'm afraid to email someone because they might, you know, get annoyed because we email, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure you hear this too. Now, you almost email almost daily, don't you? I go through my birds. I email daily for about 10 years. I'm not quite as consistent. I read that was what got me into email. I did a Matt Fury course. I'm like, I'm going to email like every day. And I built my business on that. Mm-hmm. And largely my reputation, my relationships, all of that sort of thing, just on email. And I don't have a problem emailing daily. That The whole thing is, it's also the context of what you're emailing. Yes. If you're emailing stuff, which is a sales pitch every day, then people will soon grow tired of that because it's like it's like having someone calling you up and and they knocking on your door and offering you Amway, you know, once a yeah. week. And you're yeah. like, soon you just stop taking their calls, right? Because there's no value in taking their their calls for you. But at the same stage, you need to sell. So what I find is there's two models that people go down. They go down the love letter approach where they just mm-hmm. they just do this love, love, love on their list. They never pitch them. They don't make any money. And then they give up on sending emails. I mean, sometimes you still do make money because people will reach out to you if they get great content, but not as much as you could. Then mm-hmm. the other one is the the hard pitch score shirt approach. And I've seen companies do that with large lists and sooner or later, their list just becomes less and less Thanks. valuable. Yeah. They get burnt out and then they're, they're not worth much. So what I like to do is do what I call the third way approach, which is if you can imagine a Venn diagram, it overlaps in the middle and that's a third way where you can literally pitch with each email where you can do a gentle pitch if it's structured in the right way. So you're always leading with quality content. Uh, Occasionally, you can do like a full-on sales pitch, but for the majority of cases, like 80, 90% of the time, you're leading with quality content. 
and then you'll segue at the end to an offer of some sort. Now, I'm a big fan, particularly in the audiences that that we're talking to today, like the professional services and the knowledge workers and that sort of thing, on having multiple white papers to send people to. And then Mm -hmm. after the white paper, then asking for the appointment. Because don't ask me why, but if you go straight from email to appointment, people just don't do it. But if you go, hey, download this white paper, even though they're already on your list, then they download the white paper and then you make the offer and you have several follow-up emails related to the white paper, then people do it. So for instance, let's say you're a, what's a type of client that you've got as an example? Let's say a health coach. So, so a health coach, yeah, so nice and easy. So health coach, you could have a number of health issues, right? You might get, you know, you might get cold and flu. You might be overweight. Yeah, you, know, you might need fitness training. All of these things can be white papers. They're just off the top of my head, like I thought mm-hmm. of three. But you could have literally 10, 15, 20 white papers. And if you don't know what white papers to write, go and ask ChatGPT, right? Mm-hmm. It'll give you the brainstorming stuff to do it. So you can have all of these. And now you can whip up these white papers. Historically, it's been very difficult because do I hire a copywriter to do the white papers? And that's going to cost me thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. Do I get do it myself, but I don't have any time? So you're mm-hmm. sort of stuck in this quandary. Whereas now you can speed that up. And the benefit of that, because email is like anything, like Facebook ads. If you run the Facebook ads for too long, you get banner fatigue, they stop working. So email is very much the same. If you're sending them to the same white paper and you've just got this white paper on the seven health mistakes, eventually everyone stops downloading it. But let's say you're sending out three emails a week, you're sending 12 a month, and you've got a different white paper on every email that is your offering, then you're getting a lot of interest. You can also ask for the phone number there when they download the white paper and call them up afterwards and say, hey, how did you enjoy my report on you know the 20 exercise things what's going on in your life etc cetera, etc cetera. and yeah and then then that fills your calendar from there yeah i heard someone that was doing those phone calls and just saying hey just ringing to check that you actually you know got the download yes it was that simple i mean how old school picking up the phone right but it works because we're building rapport and relationships in a different way that people aren't doing anymore. I mean, definitely people aren't picking up the phone as much as they used to, but picking up the phone and just saying, hey, look, just double checking that you got it. Yes. And then opening a conversation from there is huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it can be just as simple as that. And then you've already got the trust because they're on your email list. And then it just opens it up and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm glad you called because I've actually got, Mm -hmm. let's say they've downloaded something on back pain. I've got excruciating back pain. It's really, yeah, it's really hurting me. And then, oh, really? Yeah, I've got a course on this. Or do you know what I mean? It just elaborates from there. And it comes from a very, it's a very giving focus, right? Because you've got Mm -hmm. all these white papers, which are designed to help them. And then you're calling them up to make sure they got the white paper. So it's not, it never feels like this whole hey, you know, you've only got seven days and and it's like this X thousand dollar course and you've got to do it now. It's all very natural and and authentic. Yeah. And you're right. It's coming from a place of giving or a place of adding value, not coming from a place of, hey, like, you know, give me your credit card. And the people in my world don't want to be like that. And, And I find that there's often 
they don't know how to cross over to, yeah, I still got to pay the bills. Like, how do I get that credit card? So that's so beautiful. So you've got the email offering the white paper. And if you're not doing that phone call, how are you moving from downloading the white paper or booking a call? Yeah, so so after they actually download the white paper, it's like you offer the white paper and then underneath that you have, hey, if you'd like to, you know, if you'd like further support with this and there's a video there and it talks about what they'll get in a consultation with me and then it has a Calendly link. So in there so they can book a time directly into my calendar. That works really well as an approach down. Just to confirm, that's the thank you page, right? So they download the white paper, the video is sitting on the thank you page with the Calendly embedded on the page. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then in addition to that, once I've done that, you can then have follow-up emails. So if I've downloaded something about back pain, I'm interested in it. So you take me off the main list, send a series of follow-up emails, which are very specific about back pain. Then once I've gone through that series, you bring me back to the main list. So you're almost segmenting your list. You're you're taking the time to segment your list and go, okay, this person's a back pain person. This person's got a problem with ankle pain or this person get headaches or whatever they are that are health related. And you're chunking it down because ultimately that's what we want. If we've got a headache, we don't want to know about the seven health mistakes. We want a headache fix pronto type of thing yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. we got a headache we want the tylenol right now we don't want the vitamin that's going to help us 10 years down the track yes yeah and it's relevance right so it allows your emails to be quite relevant yeah to the specific problems that you have and to flag out things that will grab people's attention along the way love it so to bring chat gpt back into it what are some of the things in this entire sequence that you can use ChatGPT for? You've mentioned a couple, I guess, doing the research for the white papers. What about the research for the emails? Are they writing them? Like, can you just expand on this a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. So, so number one, you can do the research for the white papers. You can punch it into ChatGPT and say, hey, I'm a health coach. You could even put some additional information about you, your avatar, all of that sort of thing. What white papers? I want to create you know, six white papers. Which white papers would you recommend? Brainstorm them for me and it'll come back. And you may like some of them, not like some of them, et cetera, et cetera. Then what you can do, and I'll just go through the white papers and then go through the rest of it. So, But, but the, with the white paper, then you can say, hey, what's a good structure for a white paper about getting rid of headaches? And then mm. it will give the it will give that that structure. Then what you can do is you can go to Otter and you could follow that structure. And let's say the first step was with getting headaches was I don't know like you need to meditate once a day. Mm-hmm. So you can jump on to Otter and you go say okay the you know, one of the best ways to get med- to get rid of headaches is to meditate once a day and here's why this is important and put your own voice into it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you take that from Otter and you punch it in and you say, write this article about, I mean, write this section of the report about meditating once a day. Bang, got that. And then you just rinse and repeat through to create that report. So then it, then it comes to obviously the landing pages. You can use a model, another model, and then write your landing, you know, provide ChatGPT the model and say, I want to write a landing page based on this for this particular white paper. 
and it will give you a fairly solid model on the on the landing page to use. And then from there, it's the you know it's the daily emails which you can use with with Otter to then take them so it's your voice and you know, bring that into the the emails. Love it. So good. Now you've got a cheat sheet on some of the ways that you can do this for people that have been listening going, oh my goodness, give this to me now. Can you tell us a little bit around what you've got? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I've got, if you go to simpleemailroi.com forward slash AI, you'll find my ultimate AI email writing cheat sheets. And inside there, you'll get three prompts that will allow you to whip up emails in minutes, even if you're a non-writer, including uh, five jack-in-the-box openers that are designed to grab your reader's attention and draw them into your message and some powerful commands to write compelling subject lines that boost your open rates. So yeah, if you want to explore more, uh, simpleemailroi.com forward slash AI. Love it, love it, love it. Scott, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you today. Like I said, I've known you for such a long time. We always have great conversations. You definitely are the man that knows all about this. So it's been fabulous. And thanks for dropping so much value bombs on us today. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. Thank you.